here we go, everybody. Welcome to the first Kings of Anglia fan social of 2023. And we've been given a new signing for the January transfer window. Massimo Luongo returning to Portman Road on a six-month deal. Um, what a nice little treat for us to start the podcast, the first one of 2023. Uh, I'm joined by Peachy and good old Matt Macon as we discuss the signing and all things town. Um, thanks again for tuning in. Happy New Year to you all. Um, let's go over to Peachy first. Happy New Year to you, my friend. How are you feeling so far in 2023? Um, Happy New Year to you two gentlemen and everyone else listening. Um, Yeah, not a bad start. Five days in. I said to you guys before, put myself a little alcohol ban. I'm going to have a drink on a Saturday. Obviously, that'll be good for, obviously, the football. But yeah, just before we start recording, we get the old news that uh, Mr. Luongo has signed back at the club. Because I remember him being on loan. I can't remember what year it was, but it was like towards the end of the jewel era, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, looking forward to getting my teeth stuck into that and chat like you say, all things ITSC tonight. Definitely, mate. And uh, thank you very much, Newtown Town Football Club, um, for dropping that news just before we record it. Um, so we, we're we going to be fresh on it straight away. And Mr. Matt Macon, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for joining us as ever. Happy New Year to you. Um, yeah, how you feeling? Happy New Year to you guys both. It's, it's great to be here on the first one on the show. Yeah, all feeling good. Lovely to see the first signing through the door. I can remember no one goes loan spell last time around. So nice to have him back. Gives us... Uh, Another option in midfield doesn't make us quite so reliant on on Cam Humphreys. Not that you don't want to see Cam Humphreys on the pitch, but you don't want to novel his development a bit early doors. Um, so hopefully that's um, that's that's the down break, and then over the next week or so, we'll we'll start seeing some more players coming through the door um, in attacking positions. Definitely, mate. Yeah, it's um, I, that... I have to say it, Peachy. I'm not on an alcohol ban. Sorry, mate. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Good old ghost ship um, for for um, you audio listeners out there. Um, but yeah, first player through the door. Five days since the window's open, and we've got a player in the door, which is great to see. Well done, Mark Ashton. Of course, Massimo Longo has been training with the club um, over Christmas, and um, it sounds like he, he's done pretty well, and he's come in to be that replacement probably for Dominic Ball. Of course, he's out for the season. Um, but Massimo Longo, experienced player of course um played against us last year against for Sheffield Wednesday of course they got to the playoffs um was at Middlesbrough um at the start of this season but hadn't played for them um must be just recovering from his injuries and stuff like that um but he's played at QPI he's played for Swindon of course came for the youth ranks at Spurs you know played under Kieran McKenna in the youth academy um had a loan spell with town back in 2012 um under Paul Jewell and then Mick McCarthy came in the loan got terminated but Peachy, from that loan spell, what can you remember from him? Of course, a very young player back then. But since then, he's also become an you know, Australian international as well. Yes, when you say 2010, that's near 13 years ago. <laughs> 2012. Oh, 2012. Sorry, I won't listen. Yeah. Sorry, 11. Well, still, you won't listen. 11, I was, I was. <laughs> concentrating 11 years ago. Yeah. But I, yeah, one thing I remember, um, we signed him, obviously, in the summer on loan. And I remember seeing him in a friendly away at Cambridge United. And I remember seeing him like he was just strutting around, passable here, then everywhere. And I thought, yeah, we've got ourselves a little gem here. Unfortunately, I think the loan move for the championship was probably the wrong move for him at the time. I think he'd gone down a bit lower. Like maybe the League Two, they would have been better off for him. But he showed what a decent player he was then. And then obviously, I think obviously Mick cut it short because he wasn't a proper bloke or, you know, not going to fit Mick's style that we needed. Obviously, we, we were in the bottom of the league. We needed to stay up. But I remember. He scored a great goal away at Carlisle. Sort of come out at the edge of the box to him and he whacked it in. But I think to get him on a six-month deal is just it's a no-brainer, really. I mean, he's one of, I'm sure Show Wednesday fans would agree with this, that he was one of their top performers, second second half for last season. And like I say, with Don Ball and Kamara out, he's an ideal man just to bring him for six months. Who knows if, if you get promoted and he's good, he might stay, he might go. But I think with this as well, with Cam Humphrey's development, this could eventually push him forward into like a number 10 role because he's played there a couple of times now. I remember he came on against Charlton end of last season and played there. Yeah. And he's got an eye for a pass, that lad. And But like I say, and squad number 25, good squad number. None of these silly numbers above 39, above stupid numbers. No offence, Mr. Danassian, 44. I can let you off that one. But no, like I say, it's a, it's a no-brainer freebie been training the club so he'll be up to speed and hopefully i presume he can start on saturday or play a part on saturday i should say 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see, of course. Um, we've got Rotherham in the FA Cup, but you know, if, even if it's on the bench, it's another option there. And of course, we've got a lot of illness in the camp. We've had, of course, we've got a few injuries. Um, but Mr. Matt Macon, I don't know why I keep calling you Mr. Matt, Mr. Matt Macon. I'll stop now. Good old Matt Macon. Um, <laughs> Maso Luongo on a, a short-term deal. Um, as Peter said, one of Sheffield Wednesday's best players last season. Um, I think he sort of turned down the new contract because you'll think he wanted to jump back to the championship. He, you know, unfortunately, it hasn't worked out at Middlesbrough, but he's now with us. Um, yeah, your thoughts as a whole on this one. And can you remember much from his loan spell? I, I, yeah, I can remember fits and starts. Really, it, it, it was a bit of a torrid time. For well, uh, I say torrid time. It all it all got a lot worse more recently. But um, when it when he came in, sort of in Paul Jules' death throes as Ipswich Town manager, really. Um, and like I say, yeah, he wasn't a he wasn't a Mick type player, was he? So he um, he was um, he was shit back, and I think he went then went on loan to Swindon after he, he came to us. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's like Peach. It's a free hit, isn't it? Really, you know, he he's he's had a couple of weeks training now, so he's he knows the club, he knows the division. Um, like I said I, he was he was impressive that second half of the season for Sheffield Wednesday last year, um, and it, it, it brings in it brings in that cover. Um, it's it's a no brainer, really. Give him a six month contract, see how it goes, um, and see where we are. Hopefully, in the championship by the end of it, and 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 go from there. Really, it, it's a bit of a no brainer, and it's. It's nice um, we've got somebody in quite early. So, you know, like I said, we're five days into the window. Um, and, um, yeah, not much more Not much more you can say on that, really. Hopefully he'll play a part against uh, Rotherham on Saturday. That's actually the fact that we're actually still in the cup at this stage. Um, it's, it's an opportunity to kind of kind of chuck him in and a bit of a, again, a bit of a free hit um, to, to get him up to speed, ready um, for that game against Argyle on the 14th. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, but yeah, first, first deal done and dusted. Of uh, course, links and rumours flying about already, um, even before the window got opened, of course, and there's other links and stuff like that. But let's um, talk about forwards then, the sexy stuff, the strikers. Um, Nathan Broadhead of Everton, of course, currently on loan with Wigan in the Championship. It sounds like he could, get, he could be getting recalled and I think Everton looking to sell him on and we're up there in terms of one of the clubs interested in him. And also George Hurst, remember him back in the summer? Um, of course, at Blackburn at the moment, on loan from Leicester, but hasn't really had a great time there. But Peachy, two very good players indeed. Um, both played against us last year um, for Pompey and, of course, Sunderland respectively after their loan spells there. Um, of course, Nathan Broadhead got promoted with Sunderland last year so uh, and scored against us at Portland Road. But what's your thoughts on those two one signings possibly happening? Um, like a lot of signings now with Ipswich Town, quite exciting. Like Gone are the days of the... F- well, I'll say the free piece of Wongo, but and like silly loans of like journeyman. Hurst was a deal I wanted. Well, I think a lot of town fans wanted in the summer because we saw what he did at Portsmouth and he had another year development. And you can understand why he went to Blackburn, you know, and Leicester wanted to go to Blackburn because it's a division up, see how he gets on. But I don't think it's really obviously hasn't worked out there by the sounds of it. And if you on social media, some of the Blackburn Rovers fans have already appeared on the Ipswich Town timeline, should we say. And they're not very complimentary of Mr. Hurst. But I'm not worried about that because obviously he's only been given some appearances. But what I saw with him from Pompey, he led the line well and he scored. I know he took a little while ago, but he scored plenty of goals for them. And like we've got, for me, we've got Ladapo, who's brilliant, hold up plays fantastic. And we've got Jackson, who's a different type of striker. He's going to run in behind. We haven't seen enough of uh, Hadmi, in my opinion. I still think he deserves, a, he'll get his chance. But I think, like I say, he could be next season or even if he gets a chance. I'd love to see it because I still think he can offer something. And But with Hurst, he's a, he's a similar sort of similar player as Ladapo, I think. He can sort of like hold the ball up a bit, but he's more of a poacher. He'll get in the box quicker. And that's not a that's not a um, criticism of Ladapo either because I rate him very highly. He seems to get a bit of a bad stick sometimes. Oh, he's not scoring this. About. Same with Jackson. Like When we don't win, it's like the striker's fault. But I'm, I'm all right in saying we're the second highest scorers in the league. First, mm, don't there. ask me, mate. You know, me. Anyway. yeah, and also, uh, I'll be honest, Broadhead, I don't know a lot about him to be honest, only from like my football manager knowledge, which isn't a lot. But from what he did at Sunderland, and I think there are championship clubs rumored to be sniffing around, but if we can get in there for a deal for him, then it'd be a great transfer, in my opinion. But I would love Hurst, I've, I've he was my number one target. I, I think I call said it on one of the pods towards the last season. For the striker we want, Hurst was up there as one of the top ones I'd have liked. 
So over to you, Mr. Ashton. I'm sure you'll get it done. Fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, Matt, it's exciting. Um, some names, you know, January transfer window is always it's always a weird month to make signings, but it sounds like with current reports, Broadhead, Hurst, both, either one of them, your thoughts. Yeah, it is. I think Peter hit the nail on the head. Uh, we've got something to be excited about in transfer windows again, even in January. Um, we're not just looking at sort of like the 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 dregs or all, all the the sweepings on on the uh, on the barbershop floor after everyone else has uh, has had a go. Um, again, Hurst, he was he was the one that got away in the summer. Really, I think it's 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 one of the most open secrets in in in, in the EFL that we were, we were chasing him pretty much. From the start to the end of the transfer window, we didn't quite get it. Um, he's gone to Blackburn. It's not worked out there. That's and that's no no slight on him as a player because we all know from players that come here um, that sometimes it just doesn't work out for a club. See Kiefer Francisco more recently playing in guitar. You know, I I'd never thought I'd see him in a championship side again, let alone in a World Cup. Sometimes it happens. And again, with with Hurst and with Broadhead, again they know League One. Um, obviously, has had a very good season. He was very impressive for Pompey uh, last season. Uh, Broadhead has got experience of getting out of this division via the playoffs with Sunderland last season. Um, they, they both sound like Kieran McKenna type players as well. With with still tar- even in January, with targeting players, it's a continuation of what we saw in the summer um, in terms of sort of sensible transfer dealings. You know, Mark Ashton's got his dashboard. Uh, Kieran McKenna's got that input. We're not just going out and signing players because we can sign them like we did. Um, I was going to say summer last year. No, it's summer 2021, isn't it? Because it's now 2023. Um, um, we're not signing players just because we can, like Paul Cook did. Um, yeah, so yeah, one or both w- would be ideal, really. We don't need a lot, but we need we need something um, just, just to bolster that attack and, and see us over the line. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, well, let's um, move on to... Sort of a question that was, you know, before Massimo Longo signed, we we got had our had our plan, and it was basically, you know, what's your thoughts on Town signing former players? Um, because there's been a lot of chat, a lot of talk. Of course, we found out Macaulay Bond, his um deal at QPR was terminated, so of course the chat started like bring him back, bring him back, and you know Connor Wickham as well was another talking point, Jack Marriott as well. Um, so Peachy. Massimo Longo, I put him in a different bracket in terms of a former player. You know, he was just a loney, um, and you know he's had different clubs since then. But with Macaulay Bond and Jack Marriott and you know Connor Wickham, they got that connection to town because they did have you know they started at the club. Um, of course, Macaulay Bond, you know what season last year, the start of last campaign, and a great story there. But what's your thoughts on that? You know, town for signing former players, and your thoughts on Macaulay Bond? Um, on signing former players, I don't. I don't think it really works that much. To, well, once I mean, I probably forgot a load here, but remember, um, when Kieran died, bless him, came back on loan a few years ago, and like he got injured. I remember the year under Joe Royal, um, when Coochie got injured, we loaned James Scowcroft back, and and I was in shortland didn't really work. I think like with players like Marriott, he was the one I think sort of got away, but I think like before he left, he had a bit of an attitude. Even he admitted that, and he's gone away, built his career career up again. Wickham was the one who was highly thought of, and like I think we got was it eight million for him when we sold him, and just injuries have hampered him. Um, Macaulay Bond's a tough one because I think, in all honesty, if he's not an Ipswich supporter. The blue tinted glasses are off for a lot of people, and he's put in the bracket of other strikers who are not very good. As like they probably the same bracket as Joe Piggott, personally, because he had such a great start of the season, scored them goals. I think it was at eleven he got last year, which isn't a bad return. If he was to come here, it would be a he'd be like third choice or fourth. You could even say fourth, third or fourth. Would you put him above Jackson? Depends which sort of system McKenna's playing. But with Bond, the the heart says, "Go on, give him six months." And if we do fail automatic promotion, who's going to score the winner in the player final? Blah blah blah. But I think with my head. We're going up automatically, Peachy. Don't oh. start talking about playoffs, <clears throat> yeah, mate. Stop, stop sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, pessimistic. But if if I had my football manager head on, and I was it managing Ipswich six months, sixth month deal straight away. But I still think I don't sound too harsh. We want we want to improve the squad and add players of value. I think if we missed out on all other other our other targets and he was still available, then give him six months. But all I say is he. 
he got to live our dream last year, playing up front for Richardstown, scoring goals. And the one thing he was grateful, he wasn't arrogant about it. He was so grateful. He knew what it meant to us. We knew what it meant to him. It had all the makings of being like a romantic promotion story. Unfortunately, it didn't work out like that. But I just, like, as a person, I love him. But I just personally, me, I wouldn't sign him. I mean, I, I want, if we do sign him now, he can score as many goals and run back down my yeah. throat. But I don't think it will happen, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. What what a difference a year makes, though, because you think this time last year, I think we were shouting like, come on, get him done. QPR, you know, looking to recall him. And we were like, oh, we're going to have to spend one or two million. But now he's a free agent. Um, there's talk maybe Leighton Orient could be one of the favourites to sign him because, he, you know, he's got a great connection there. And, of course, they're doing pretty well in the League too. I know that means he's dropping down two divisions. But if he helps them get promoted, you know, going back to a club that you know, loves him. Um, what's your thoughts there, Matt, on... Macaulay Bond and just former players as a whole. You know, Pablo Cargo is probably one of the success stories in terms of returning. Tommy Miller of some sorts as well. Maybe not as good as Pablo on his return, but it's happened many times. But this is very different with Macaulay Bond. What's your thoughts overall? Yeah, um, it's yeah. Pablo is probably the anomaly, isn't it? He's the exception to the rule. And um, see, I'm gonna have to cough off my. Just quickly, I'm so sorry, Pablo. I forgot about you. I couldn't. Um, I'm not happy with myself. I apologise. Fine. There we go. I'm, I'm going to say I'm, I've, got, I've got to touch whatever Hutchie had on the pod the other day. Hopefully, that'll be the only cough. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's always it's never go back. They say for football, and like you say, Pablo. For every success story there is with Pablo, you've got it with James Scowcroft, Kieran Dyer, uh, Johnny, Johnny Walters. It didn't really work out and ended up ending his career with that with that thigh injury. Um, Jack Marriott. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's good at this level. Um, he sorted the attitude out. So same with Connor Wickham. I mean, I'd say it's hard for me to accept. I've got, got to a certain stage in life where I've, I've watched a player's career pretty much from start to finish now that I, I remember Connor Wickham as a young lad and, and banging in those goals and I was desperate to hang on to him. And obviously then eventually I'm going to something for 8 million. I'll still remember that, that goal against Sheffield United in the championship um, where he, he ran it from the halfway line and he'd been trying that for weeks beforehand and he'd never beat the final man. And Tamas Priskin was in the box and I remember screaming, square it, square it, square it. And he finally beat the final man and was through on goal. And I was quickly going, shoot, shoot. And, mm-hmm. he did. Um, and again, with Maka, it's heart overhead, isn't it? And it's if he wasn't a town fan, if he didn't know how much he loved the club and he loved the fans. And, you know, as, as a person, I love him. Um, but any any of those three shouldn't be first choice targets. I wouldn't be again, particularly with Bond and Wickham because they're free transfers. They're both free agents. Um, I wouldn't be against bringing them in as squad players. Um, I think Bond in particular would probably provide that other option of chaos off the bench that I think Ahadme was signed for, but he's not getting. And and I appreciate what Peachy's been saying about Ahadme getting a bit of a go, but I don't, at this point now, I don't think we can afford to give him a go this half of the season. So I think perhaps it's better maybe if you bring in somebody like Bon or Wickham as that squad player and send Hadme out on, I don't know, back to Burton, maybe on loan or somewhere in League Two to get some minutes in his legs. He's he's clearly a project. And I, I certainly wouldn't want to write him off in a town shirt, but I just think now we, we're going to start getting into the business end of the season. Um, perhaps you, you bring in one of those three, ideally one of the two that you wouldn't have to pay a fee for, um, as squad players, but really we should be in terms of first choice signings. We need to be aiming higher than, and it breaks my heart to say it about Bond in particular. But we should be aiming higher than McCordy Bond. We should be aiming higher than Connor Wickham. We should be aiming higher than Jack Marriott. I don't think signing Jack Marriott weakens a promotion rival per se because I think Peterborough, uh, we, we're we're well clear of Peterborough, um, and as long as we keep on our on our track wherever we finish, whether it's in the top two or third, and it will be in the top two. I'm just going to add that in there. <laughs> Clip that. And, um, you know, it's not it's not like weakening, um, taking the player off off Sheffield Wednesday or Barnsley or somebody like that, or even um, uh, if, if Morgan Whitaker came here from, well, from Swansea now, as he's been recalled from Argyle. Um, yeah, it's, you've got to really think with your head on, on former players because it, it, it often doesn't work out. And I think in these particular instances, yeah, they they are not the three that are being linked, aren't they? Kind of the answers, are they? 
No, yeah, the upgrades, as you were speaking about, it will be Broadhead and Hurst. Um, definitely, so they're, they're definitely ones who guaranteed starters if they if they signed. Um, McCauley Bond would just be more of a, a squad player and more just a romantic sort of thing. Let's bring him in for six months and then, you know, he's there to be part of hopefully a promotion-winning team and all that sort of stuff. Um yeah, I mean, I think I've li- listened to I've listened to the first. Sorry, I'm gonna say I've listened to the first part of the the recent poll that's dropped. I haven't had a chance to finish it all, and I think I think Stu summed it up quite nicely. He said about McBond would bring a different energy to the dressing room uh, and to the squad, and there is perhaps a bone. Like you say, if, if you if you're deregistering players like Dominic Bond and Panucci Kamara, who probably aren't going to feature again this season, that's that's four senior player slots. Where you can bring in. So if we've got, we've, I'm going to say we've got Long going now. That's that's three slots left in particular. You know, you bring in Hurst or Broadhead. Uh, if you don't bring both those in, that's another two slots left. There, there's a place for we want to carry on with having that depth. Um, so there might be a place for them that way. I just really don't think that they are the answer to the problem at the moment. I certainly wouldn't be ranking um, Connor Wickham or McCordy Bon over Freddie Ladapo. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, also, some breaking news. Uh, Joel Coleman has um, extended his deal until the end of the season. The goalie, uh, virtual goalie, of course, um, was signed, I think, in November um, as a cover for Nick Hayes, who suffered a foot injury. Um, that just, yeah, that just got confirmed this evening as well. So I just thought I'll, I'll say it. Uh, always good to have solid backup backups. Um, of course, Christian Walton is our guaranteed number one, but I'm sure... Sounds nowadays you always need multiple goalkeepers, and I'm sure it's just the goalkeeper union, isn't it? Um, but I just thought I'd mention it. So, um, good old Joel Coleman. Um, just, go on. just a thought if we we're, look, uh, we have obviously is it a deal for the end of the season for Coleman? Did you say, yeah, yeah, it's been extended until the so, end of the season. So, is that Hayes is out for the season, or could there be interest in Halaki just to throw oh, that out true. there? Because I know Bass is a good keeper, and like he could. Well, he could play for another League One club, League Two, or even there's always he's always rumoured like Scottish clubs. Like you look at look at um oh Hearts, obviously poor Craig Gordon with that double leg break. Yeah, he'd be the ideal candidate. But was it think... was it Hearts that were in for him in the summer? There was a Scottish club in so, for him in the yeah, summer. It was, wasn't it was it? a former manager. Aber- I think. Was it Aberdeen? Might have been Aberdeen. Whoever it was, I think the bid was far below what <clears> we thought would be acceptable. Yeah, Mister Ashley sort yeah. of told him to go away. Yeah, Flacky, the thing with Flacky, again, it's another, like I said earlier, it's a case of it just not working out for a player at a club. He came in with a good pedigree. He got the Golden Glove in League Two with Salford the year before. And he just had that horror start to the season. Um, Paul Cook brought in Christian Walton and then really it's it's been hard for him. He, he's put in some decent performances um, when he's sort of coming in cup competitions, but it's, it's it would take an in, a serious injury to Christian Walton for him to be displaced him in the league side. Yeah. So I, I can understand he probably is at a stage of his career. He wants to be playing regular first team football, and he's not going to get that here anytime soon. So it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if he's angling for a move away. Definitely, but yeah, I think um, it sounds like Nick Hayes is several months away from return. So that's probably why just to have that third choice. And I think they like to have three goalkeepers traveling and just warming up. And uh, Joel Coleman, you know, he's he's twenty seven, so he's still a young keeper. Um, he's still a young man. Of course, goalkeepers they can go into their forties. So. Um, but it sounds like he's been a you know a high level pro. I think that's what McKenna's been saying, and uh, I think uh, the former Huddersfield, uh, Huddersfield and Oldham keeper is is buzzing to get this done. So um, so yeah, there we go then, boys. Um, not as exciting, of course, as Massimo Luongo signing, re-signing for the football club. But I just thought I'd mention Joel Coleman um, re-signing for the football club. Um, right then, boys, let's move into the strike. Then have a little break um, before we end the podcast with. Um, how we're feeling because we are now out of the top two, um, but still all rosy. Keep the faith, ladies and gentlemen. But let's get into the strike then. Four questions plus a tiebreaker if needed. Um, first question is on a striker. Uh, Danny Haynes, the Canary Crusher. Um, he celebrates his birthday this month. Um, how many goals did he score for town in 128 games? Um, of course, a few goals against Norwich, um, but that is all I'm giving you. Goals against Norwich. Um, 128 guy, uh, games. How many goals did he score? I'm um, just quickly just going to get up the answers because I haven't got them in front of me. Standard Ross, New Year, same old me. There we go. Danny Haynes. Okay, then, boys, what do you reckon then? Of course, as always, a point for the closest. And if you get a bang on, you get two points. I went uh, 19. I've gone 28. 
Ooh, 28. Um, someone is very close. They're one off. And that is peachy. It's 20. Ooh. So one off there. Um, so in the same ballpark, you know, Mr. Megan, you, you, you yeah. thought he would score a little bit more. 20 goals in total. Um, I think it was, I think yeah, it was... I'm probably counting two for every time he scored against Norwich. Yes, probably. You can probably. count them twice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, especially the oh, handball no, one. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yes. The, even the own goal. Um, I think the the um basically one of his shots went. You know, as an own goal for a Norwich player. You know, basically it was it was going in, but then a Norwich player was in the way and that went in. It's still Danny Haynes's goal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Eyes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> always, always. Um, question two is another man making his uh, having his birthday this month, and he's a player that has also made returns to Portman Road. Um, as a player. But also as a manager this year, Tommy Miller um, has his birthday this month, and he made his debut against Torpedo Moscow in the UEFA Cup. But who did he replace in that game? Was it Jamie Clapham for Neely George or Alan Armstrong? So making his debut, that was away as well. That game um, for him to make his debut in a European competition for the club—it's mad, really. To think nowadays, you know, people are making their debuts against Buxton or whatever, or in League One against Accrington or whatever. But now, back then. Um, making your debuts in the UEFA Cup. I can still remember it, Ross. It still hurts. <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, but yeah, was it Jamie Clapham from New George or Adam Armstrong? Did he to make his Itchwich Town bow? What do you reckon, then, boys? I went for right. Needy George. Oh, I almost went that way, but I don't know if you can see it. I went Jamie Clapham. <laughs> wow. Someone is correct, and that man is Matt making It is Jamie Clapham. So it is one-one. Going to the third question. And the third question is on Christoph Berra. Um, also celebrates his birthday this month. Um, as you can see, this is where we're going. It's birthdays into January, pretty much. <laughs> this is how it's going. Um, and now, once again, a, you know, a player that scored a few goals during his time at the club. And when we used to have loads of defenders scoring, how many goals did he score for town in 185 games? Once again, closest to the great dance gets a point. If you get a bang on, well done if you get a bang on, by the way. You get two points as always. Um, but yeah, remember him and Tommy Smith's partnership scoring goals from set pieces, headers. I think one season they both scored five goals and all that. So there you go. Five goals there for you boys. I think I've gone too low, but I've gone for nine. nine. I think he scored a lot more than that, actually. I've gone 15, but I don't know if that's too low now. Well, someone got very close and that is Matt Macon. It's 14. Oh, wow. So, yeah, one off. Um, so you are 2-1 up going into the final question. Um, and it was the legend's birthday, Mick Mill's birthday um, this week. And um, we all want to know, don't we? We all want to know, what is his middle name? Um, <laughs> what is his middle name? <laughs> oh, no, um, so this is an opportunity now for Peachy to take this to a tiebreaker. Oh. But Matt could get it right as well. But is it Arthur, Dennis or Stephen? Three solid British names there. Arthur, Dennis, or Stephen? Uh, Stephen with a P, um, PH for the um, for audio listeners. If you can't, of course, you can't see it on the screen. Um, if you're listening via audio, it's, uh, it's actual, is it? It's not, is it Michael Mills or is it um, Mick Mills? Because I mean, you know, Michael Arthur, Mick Arthur, you know, Michael yeah. Dennis, Michael. Uh, let me just double check if he uh, if he is because sometimes you know there may be. I think you. You probably do think he would be just stalling for time. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Make the pod longer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, of course it is Michael. And of course it's the MBE, Mick Mills, um, for his um, service in football um, for not just Ipswich, but also England and Southampton and Stoke and stuff like that. Um, But yeah. Okay then, well, Peachy, as you are needing to... Mm -hmm. Bring this back to take a third tiebreaker. What are you going for, Arthur, Dennis, or Stephen? I've gone for Michael Dennis Mills. Okay, nice. I have gone for Michael Arthur Mills. Now, one of you are correct. And to make this interesting, Peachy is correct. It is <laughs> oh! Dennis. Hey, Desmond. It is. There we go. It is Desmond going into the tiebreaker. Uh, this is brilliant. Um, now, talking about former players, uh, former strikers who are currently still playing, um, and I think a player that I think a lot of players, people would like him to re-sign, um, but it's definitely not going to happen. And that is Will Keane, but he also celebrates his birthday this month. Now, 
How many goals did he score for Town in 41 games? Of course, um, closest to the correct answer takes the crown this week. If you get a bang on, just just well done. Just you get an extra well done. Um, so there we go. How many goals? 41 games. Um, of course, two spells. Well, but it was pretty much one spell, but it was two spells and he came on loan. Then it just signed into a permanent deal anyway. Um, but Will Keane doing pretty well at Wigan. Of course, scored against us twice last year for for Wigan in that Portland Road game. Um, I know a lot of town fans, I think it's good old Thomas Seggins would love to him to return. Um, but there we go. All right then, boys, what do you reckon then? How many goals? 41 games. Matt, what are you going for, my friend? I've gone 11. I've got a feeling I've gone a bit low. I think I've gone even lower, six. Ooh. Well, it is nine goals in 41 games. So Matt Macon has won by, <laughs> what is that? What? By just one point, pretty much, because um, yeah. six, nine. I'm trying to do the maths. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is yeah. Matt Macon. Peachy was um, out by three. I was out by two. Ooh. Oh, too shabby at all. Congratulations, Mr. Macon. Thank you. I was, oh. That was a hard, hard run, hard run one there. You know that's uh, that's a that's a classic for the books. That is, you know, it's a, a back and forth there. Um, don't say, Peachy gave me a good run for my money. I've managed to, I've managed to uh, sing it. I almost went twelve, and then I went eleven. Uh, so I'm quite glad because I was really needed another time. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no we don't want that, boys. We don't want That's that. Right. That is. Uh, yeah. I almost, right. I almost went five. So don't worry about it. I kind of think okay. a few goals you scored. So don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking his return was lower than we think because he he contributed so much more than just goals. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was then thinking, oh, hang on, was it was it more in the teens? But no, I'm quite glad. I went, I'm quite glad I uh, I went with that. Very good indeed. So the first strike of 2023 in the bag. We've had middle names of Mick Mills. How many goals did Will Keane score? And uh, Danny Haynes gets a mention as well. So um, not too shabby to start the year with the strike. Um, let's move on to then um, the current state of affairs. We've got FA Cup action this this weekend. As, as Matt mentioned earlier, we're in the third round of the FA Cup, which is just weird. It feels weird. Um, of course, we've got Rotherham at home. But before that, let's talk about how we're feeling with us now out of the top two. Of course, we, we drew 1-1 with Lincoln. We drew against Portsmouth. We had a lovely Boxing Day win against Oxford, of course. But PG, how are you feeling now being out of the top two for the first time since I think the second game of the season? Um, so it's been been pretty well, but there's a lot of fans feeling a bit disheartened and maybe losing the faith. But how are you feeling, even though, you know, it's well, a few points rather than you know, top two now? Um, I'm not that worried at the minute. I mean, I think it's just the typical Ipswich way, isn't it? We think, oh, we've blown it, but we've still got half a season to go yet. We've got a transfer winner to get through. I mean, some of our rivals might be weakened, they might strengthen. I just think, like, some some people just want to be miserable. And I think every football team, we've got them fans, will be miserable more, season's done, we're in the playoffs, we're losing that. I mean, you speak to some people, but I mean, we're lucky if we finish top half now. But no, we've got get through January. If we can get these signings in, I've got full faith in this squad it's not like the squad when we had um mr lambert and we just started dropping like a stone i think this is our little blip we've had a tough run of fixtures we had a few injuries but illness in the camp like the lincoln game i think a lot of people forget we had a lot of illness i mean some of them players playing weren't 100 percent. Like i think because dynasty had to come off ill didn't he and you, you I, think just you, tell. I, think you, I think you threw up at half time, so you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, come off, yeah. Genoa, yeah, come off. I think that's probably probably wise. So if players are like that, you know, throwing up and just not feeling well. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll worry if we're not in the top two by the end of well, well end of April, start of May. But there's still plenty of uh, uh, points to play for. We've got Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday at home. So to come, I think we've got Derby away, Barnsley away. So we've got tough and, and Bolton away. Oh, I'll make it worse. Bolton away as well. But if we strengthen the squad, play like we have been playing, we'll be fine. I still think we'll get top two. No yeah, playoffs, I'm... Mr. Making. No playoffs. No, no, no playoffs at all. Um, and, you know, Matt, every team has a blip um, and sort of the blip maybe came at maybe, it's never the right time, but 
you know, it, it's happened. You know, there's been some frustrating games, but we've also had to come back from, you know, losing positions. You know, both the Portsmouth and Lincoln game, we had to come back from losing positions. But how are you feeling going into the second half of the season now? Much the same as PG, it, it, it's disappointing to have dropped out of the top to have them in there for so long, but I'm not massively worried about it. I, I try and adopt, don't get too high with the highs, don't get too low with the lows. Um, and that's what I'm doing. It, it, it's disappointing. Um, you know, I thought, obviously, we kicked on well from the Wickham loss, sort of with a comprehensive victory on Boxing Day. Um, I was at Fratton Park. That was that was a frustrating evening um, in, in multiple ways. I was going to say, but bear in mind, I couldn't get in the ground on time. I walked in just as Portsmouth scored their first. Um, and then somebody was sitting in our allocated seat, so the spirits had to find us uh, Somewhere else to sit. That that was a frustrating one. Um, I didn't watch the Lincoln game and I follow. Um, I must admit, we were taking our niece to her very first panto at the Wolsey, so that was a uh, priority. So I was kind of checking the checking my phone at interval. But in both cases, and twice in the case of the Portsmouth game, we've come back from a losing position to get a point, and that was a problem even at the start of this season. That if we went behind, um, we didn't always look like we were going to uh, sort of kick on uh, and and salvage something from it so you take the three the three christmas fixtures i'm not i'm not counting wickham's a christmas fixture it's before christmas as, as far from nine it's disappointing we've lost ground on plymouth if we want to finish as champions and of course i'd want to see us win this league to get out of it but ultimately all Mac promotion i'll take first or second we're only two points behind sheffield wednesday they've got to play they've got They've got weekend off this weekend, same as us. They're still in the cup. They've got to play Wickham on the 14th when we play Argyle. We know from experience Wickham can take points off top teams, um, teams that like to play football, like us, like Sheffield Wednesday. Um, so if we beat Argyle on the 14th and Sheffield Wednesday, let's say, let's say best case scenario, we win, they lose. We close the gap to Argyle to three points. We jump back into the top two over Sheffield Wednesday by a point, you know, and we're straight back in the top two one league game week later. Um, and, and that's that is obviously dependent on forgetting, obviously, that Plymouth are playing on the 7th because they got dumped out of the cup early doors. So even if we don't close the gap, we're still jumping ahead of Sheffield Wednesday, you know. Um, so it's it's not the end of the world that we've dropped out and it does feel like a blip it doesn't feel like peachy said it doesn't feel like when it happened twice under lambert that we're, we're dropping like a stone and, and form has fallen off a cliff you know we're still in part putting in some good performances there, there were some good parts of our game at fratton park on the 29th um it sounded like there was good chunks of the game where we were completely in control uh against lincoln on on the second you know so I, we're still playing the game. And one thing I have is I do trust in the process. I trust in Kieran McKenna because he has consistently demonstrated since he came to this club that he learns and he will have been, I'm not going to say tapes like I did on game day outside for <laughs> He would have been watching the videos from those, from those last two games, you know, and, and he will be learning from it and he will be implementing what he's learned on the training ground before the Rotherham game in the cup and before the Argyle game in the league PG, did you just fall over or did your camera go down? <laughs> My cameras went, what the? My cameras went like that. Well, yeah, I was watching the video, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I've only I thought house was going. I was just, <laughs> it's subsiding somewhere in West Suffolk. <laughs> yeah, someone moved, someone moved the house to Newmarket. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it's not, it's not anything to massively worry about. I don't I don't want to say we should dismiss it and we shouldn't be concerned at all, you know. There's been some concerning elements to our performances, but I really do think we will learn from them in the same way we learned from stuff in the earlier part of the season. Um, I think McKenna and Ashton for a long time would have been working on bringing players to, to strengthen squads. Um, and we've already seen Ar Argyle, and we shouldn't be reliant on other teams losing players, but it is a bonus if others are weakened while we're being strengthened. And we've seen that in Morgan Whitaker being recalled to Swansea. Um, and it, it looks like he might be sold on elsewhere to raise funds because they want to pinch a player off Rotherham, I think. So that's potentially uh, why he's been recalled because uh, it doesn't sound from Russell Martin's noises that he's in the plans to, to go back into Swansea's side. Sounds like he'd be sold on. Um, so I, I've still got faithful finishing the top two. I think this is a, this is a temporary break from sitting in the top two ultimately the only time we need to be worried about being out of the top two is that last game at the end of the season it, take Portsmouth as an example when they won league two a few years ago to come up they they were only top 
on the last day to say Argyle we're, we're top of the league pretty much from August September time pretty much uh, and Pompey picked them to the title on the final day you know um, and the same way it doesn't matter even if we keep trading second place between us and Sheffield Wednesday between now and the end of the season as long as we finish there that's the important thing so it, it's it's not something to be too disheartened about in this era with this manager with the with these owners you know I think if this was us dropping out of the top two like it was under Marcus Evans with Paul Lambert in charge, I would be shouting and screaming about it. But I'm really, yeah, um, I'm not I'm not losing sleep about it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, definitely. Keep the faith, ladies and gentlemen. Keep the faith. Um, still a lot of games to play for, a lot of football to be played. And um, giant transfer window's open, so uh, get excited. Get excited indeed. Um, all right then, boys. Well, let's um, have a little talk about Rotherham then, the FA Cup. Our good friends, Rotherham, a team that are always yeah fun to play against, a team that always beats us. But FA Cup, now our record in the FA Cup is dreadful, but Rotherham's is worse because they haven't won a third round tie since 2002. Ours is since 2010. So it's, there's worse. They're worse. Um, Peachy, um, what is your hot takes for this game? Um, they are in our championship side, of course. They're, they are struggling, even though they started the season pretty well. They're now 21st. Of course, Paul Warren buggered off, joined Derby. They've got Matt Taylor in charge now. Um, but yeah, how, what, what's your thoughts on this one? FA Cup action. Yeah, that's a great term. Paul Warren just buggered off. <laughs> I love that. Um, I've Just quickly on the FA Cup, I love the FA Cup. I absolutely love it, especially the third round. It's one of the, my favourite footballing weekends of the football calendar, shall we say. I think it's a lot of, I think as we said the main point, it's a good marker to see where we're at as well. I, mean, I don't know what sort of side Rotherham are going to play, but they've they're bottom of the form table at the minute in the championship. So I'm I'm looking forward to the game. So uh, my hot takes one of my hot takes is that Cameron Humphreys will score for both teams. Thanks to the main pod, and Rotherham have got a player yeah. as well. So, oh, yeah, and spelt, hot... spelt the same as well. Is it really, very one. He's actually spelt the same because because Humphreys you can spell I think with um R I E S, but um mm-hmm. it's you know Cameron Humphreys spell it with um with R E Y S or whatever, and the same as the Rotherham players you mentioned, who's a former Man City player. Both got the same name. So commentator, I wish you luck. But yeah, carry on, Beachy. Yeah, and I think um the game will be won after the 85th minute onwards. So there's going to be like a late goal to win this. And I think it'll be 2-1 to Ipswich. Because I can't remember the last time we are in the fourth round. So, and hoping, hopefully get get the win on Saturday, get a nice, maybe away trip somewhere. I don't know, like Chelsea, Man City. Who knows, to be honest. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm actually, for the first time ever, I'll be in the lower cobbled. I've never sat slash stood in the lower cobbled since I've been going to Ipswich. Luckily, Mr. Bono's putting me and my dad up in the U2, so hopefully he's got some good half-time refreshments for us and all that. Yeah, I look forward to hearing Mr. Makin's hot takes now. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Matt, the big thing is we don't want to replay, do we? That is the one big thing. Kira McKenna and co, we do not want to replay. No one wants to go to Rotherham on a Tuesday night for an FA Cup replay. Um, but yeah, your hot takes, my friend, and your thoughts as, as a whole about the FA Cup. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We don't want to replay. We need one way or another. We need we need this this tie done and dusted on Saturday. Um, I know we're at the other cup competitions, but like you say, a Tuesday night um, trip out to Yorkshire is is not the one when uh, when we're sort of getting towards the business end of uh, League One. Um, yeah. So my, my two hot takes. My first hot take is quite simple: is is that Ipswich Town Ipswich Town will win a third round game because we haven't done it, and and I can say. You say you said the year, Ross, which you know, I was going to say the last time we won a third round tie, Gordon Brown was still prime minister. And I know this, and I'm going to give full credit to my friend Gav because this that is his fun fact. Um, so he he will kill me if I don't, if he thinks I'm stealing his material. But honestly, that's yeah, 2010 was the last time we got into the fourth round, and then we got eliminated in the fourth round that year. We um, it's great that we're in the third round, a club of our size. I'm not going to say we're a big club, but a club of our stature. Um, we should be entering at this stage, really. Um, you know, it's been very frustrating to watch us play FA Cup football in November. Um, so hopefully 
we've now seen the last of the first and second round. So, and it's also nice that we've actually managed to get into third round because we haven't managed to get this far since we got relegated. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I, I did hum and ha, um, but I've, I've got my tickets, got my tickets yesterday. Um, I'm going to be sitting in the lower West End for the first time in years with some friends who I don't normally sit with there. Um, Peachy, I hope you enjoy the lower cobble. That was where I spent a lot of my uh, misspent youth. Um, back when there was a turnstile, it was turnstiles basically where Planet Blue is now. I used to get in for four quid on a on a youth ticket in the late nineties uh, when I was allowed on the on the train with me mates without without my parents supervising to come up from Felixstowe and uh, walk down from the station to the ground, you know, and just get yourself in and uh, sit in that corner. So uh, it was pretty much, I think, I think you two's pretty much in that corner with an all stand, isn't it? So yeah, it is. That, that that was an entertaining time being next to the old north stand. You learn you learn some interesting songs. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell all you that, that old that old single tier north stand. Yeah, I'll be honest. All I'm worried about is the weather. I keep looking. It's going to rain because like it's quite uncovered down there, isn't it? I believe. So. Yeah. Yeah. So don't take an umbrella. You probably won't make yourself popular in the boxes no. behind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, yeah very so true. I'm. I, I think it's I think like Peter, it's a good test because Rotherham are a championship side, but they are obviously a lower championship side. It will be interesting to see what side they put out because they've, they've had a slip in the league. They're, they're obviously looking over their shoulder towards the bottom three rather than looking up at the moment. Um, so how seriously they're going to take it, I don't know. That might give us an opportunity. Um, also, I think it, it's a good test. I can see us playing a strong side, a nearly, nearly sort of league strength side um Haggy might hopefully Haggy will get a run out in goal but I wouldn't be surprised if Walton came back in for this one um my, my second hot take really what do you think let's go with Massimo Luongo to come off the bench and score his second goal for the club there we go that's 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 that's, right. that's my second hot take you know and that, that's very much come up on the spin bearing in mind I was logging onto my laptop when it came that, uh, that we'd signed him. Um, so, yeah, I'm, all in all, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm like Peachy, I like the FA Cup. I remember a time as a kid where basically the, you just, the BBC was booked out, BBC One was booked out for FA Cup final coverage in, on, on final day in May, you know, and it, it, it's sad the way the Cup's gone and, and the way top clubs treat it now and, and, in fact, the way it's kind of sort of died off a little bit for fans in general. But I'm, I'm still a big fan of the Cup. I'm... I'm looking forward to it. I know it, I know it's, it's it's Rotherham. We've all seen Rotherham a lot. But you know, it's it, it's a good opportunity to get a little run and and give ourselves a, a good test against a championship side. Indeed. And and a good thing is uh, once again it sounds like there's going to be a decent crowd um you know in recent FA Cup ties just cup ties in general it's normally you know the crowds aren't great because there's not much interest in it but because everything's so nice and you know rosy at the moment people are just like you know what I want to watch a bit of football let's go down I think it's never like 10 to 12,000 Matt you, you you've decided to go um I'm sure in previous years you're like do I really want to go watch an FA Cup game we're going to lose but yeah. I think what helps and again this wouldn't have happened under Marcus Evans I don't think is that um is that just because we've got to the third round, we've now got into where the championship clubs and Premier League clubs come in. The club haven't yanked up the prices. It's still a, it's still a tenner for adults. Um, so I, I did the ticket run for us, and we got we got oh, my friend's kids coming with us. Three pound for under nineteens. So it, it's encouraging family groups to keep going, you know. And I, like I said, we've we've booked, um, we've got in the lower west stand, so up in the corner with an all stand where my friends usually sit. Couldn't get their season ticket. There's not a huge amount left where I could get a, a row like five of us together. Um, so that that's good to see. Obviously, they're not obviously we're not going to get capacity because the whole ground isn't being opened. But I think in previous times, if we if we progressed in cup competitions, I think tickets we I can remember when we got to the League Cup semi final in twenty eleven, I paid more for my ticket in the North Stand than I did to sit in the away end at the Emirates for the second leg. I paid twenty pounds for my ticket for the first leg, and I paid a tenner to go to the Emirates for the second leg. So that that was the sort of thing that used to happen under the previous regime. So that definitely helps, and it's the it's the old thing. You you, you keep the tickets cheap, and you get more bums on seats for these games where previously people will go. Especially as we're we're in a cost of living crisis at the moment, people are looking at what they spend, on, and going to football for a lot of people is a luxury. Um, so looking at it, going oh twenty quid a ticket, I don't know, oh a tenner a ticket, you know, you're going to get more bums on seats for what is. It's not really a glamorous third round tie because it's Rotherham, you know, and we've seen a lot of Rotherham in the championship and in League One. So it's not it's not like we've got um 
even like a lower league, Brent, like a Brentford or a or a Brighton or something, like a lower 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 end or sort of mid table, I should say, actually, because Brentford and Brighton are doing quite well this season. Oh. Sort of mid table Premier League team coming here. We've got a sort of a lower end Championship team coming, but people are still turning out for it, and it's it's an extension of that that feel good factor that's around the club at the moment. Definitely, and the magic of the FA Cup, boys. The magic of the FA Cup. Um, Peaches, to to end the podcast. Um, any other business, my friend? And, what sort of team would you like to see? You know, because we've got a lot of illnesses and injuries. So really, I don't think we can do a, a weak squad. But, you know, any certain players you'd like to see? You know, it's a chance for Cameron Humphreys, as you said, he's going to score. And the other Cameron Humphreys is going to score. So it's probably an opportunity to him to start. Um, maybe Greg Lee starting. But then, you know, Sam Morsey, you, you start him in this game, surely. Oh, definitely. Um, Sam Morsey starts me. And I'd like to see Luongo start next to him. And I'd like to push, like I said earlier in the pod, Cameron Humphreys up into the one number 10 roles, probably with maybe Sean Luco. Who would I play up front? I would probably, I'd like to see Hadney given a chance. But I think McKenna's not changed his team much. I think Mike Turbot brought this up, a really good point, but he doesn't change his team that much. He has little, there's never like 10, 11 changes. It's all like three changes, four changes, maximum five. So there's always a team cohesion. I mean, I can see, I'll say Greg Lee will start. I reckon Keo will start. But I reckon Danassian, if he's feeling better, will start. But I think one person he might rest is Evans because he's still come back from that injury. I mean, so they have him on the bench, obviously. But like, yeah, I'd like to see more Silongo start in the centre mid, get in some minutes. And yeah, I say I had me personally. But McKenna will surprise us. Who knows? But I'm all for it. I never, I'll say with McKenna now, I remember when other previous managers, you look at the team and go, well, why is he playing him? Why is he? Why is I get McKenna's team and go, yeah, fair enough. He knows what he's all about. They're tactical changes, aren't they, Peachy? It's not, yeah. it, it's night and day to Lambert because Lambert would make changes in these sorts of games and indeed league games. He'd make changes for changes' sake. Um, whereas McKenna, you you see there is a there is a tactical footballing reason for the changes he makes, and you can even see that against against Lincoln. Um, earlier in the week, you know, yeah. bringing in Greg Lee <clears> for Leaf Davis because one, Leaf Davis was part of, obviously had the illness, and two, Leaf Davis will be knackered because he's been playing a lot of football since mm-hmm. Greg Lee's been out injured because he hasn't been able to, McKenna hasn't been able to bring Greg Lee on to sort of mop up that last 15, 20 minutes like he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always got, when when you see those tweaks to the side, you know, there is still that core, there's generally that spine of players that can keep playing and you'll tend to see first-team players that, Again, with Lambert, they drop out of the the the, the match day eighteen entirely, wouldn't they? Um, yeah. Whereas now you'll see not all of them, but you'll still see quite a few of them on the bench. You know, um, yeah. So if you rest Evans, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Evans was on the bench and he thought, all right, well, if we're quite comfortable at seventy minutes, so I'll bring him on for a bit of a mm. bit of a run out as part of his sort of return. Still, um, yeah, it's it, it's refreshing to see that we're actually making changes tactically rather than just going, well, oh, I fancy sticking these lads out. You know, they haven't had a run out for a bit. Yeah. Also, am I correct? I can't remember. Am I correct in saying we can name nine subs in the FA Cup? I think so. I think it is. Yeah, the FA Cup is one of those because we still can make the five subs as, you know, league, league, you know, games rules. But yeah, also in, yeah, in the FA Cup, you can, yeah. To be nice think, yeah like... you, can, you can name up to nine on the bench, which again gives us a, a great, like you say, a degree of flexibility, doesn't it? Yeah, like, like mostly like Abage... Is it Babu, the striker, and Chirewa? I can never say his name. Perhaps you know some of them lads might make the bench. Chirewa. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, like maybe a few young. <clears throat> sorry, a few youngsters might make the bench. Also, would you like? I think Kyle Edwards might deserve a start as well. But then again, we keep saying. I keep saying this. I'm changing the team more than McKenna probably will. But so, yeah. I think um, the big thing is we want to look at the Plymouth game as well because, you know, we don't want to have too many changes and then we're going into the Plymouth game mm. where some players have not had minutes. I know, you know, it's, they've had a lot of minutes over Christmas, but, you know, that's the big talking point is like, yeah, there's going to be, you know, one week until the Plymouth game. You want to make sure everyone's going to get a few minutes. Um, but it's just, as you said, you know, a lot of it is just um, tactical, you know, decisions. And the FA Cup, you're playing against a championship side. You want to make sure you play a strong enough team. So we want to progress, of course. We want the fourth round um, just to break that that curse of the FA Cup slash also get an opportunity to play, hopefully, um, a Premier League team or even maybe a higher championship team as well. Um, but we shall wait and see. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, FA Cup in recent years, as we know, we, 
it's been annoying. Like Barrow last year, and that was because the end of Paul Cook's Ooh. era. We had a replay against them. Sorry to bring it up, ladies and gentlemen. But, um, you know, this year we've had two easy, you know, cup games with Buxton and Bracknell. But um, Rotherham will be a good test to see where we're at. Um, but Peachy, Matt, um, I think that is it for the podcast. But um, as always, any other business? Take away, Peachy. Have you got anything else you want to mention? Um, no, no other business. Um, anyone who's going to the game on Saturday, enjoy it. Because the FA Cup is there to be enjoyed. Because it's a great competition. Yeah, I want to see some tin four FA Cups as always. Always good to see them. Um, so any parents taking there. Because once again, I think it's a good opportunity for you know parents to maybe take their kid for the first time for their first game. I know a lot of I've uh, been seeing a lot of first time fans this year, but the FA Cup is always an opportunity to to sort of bring them to a cup game. So um, if you are going to your first ever game, you know with your with your child or whatever, I um, hope you enjoy them. But yeah, Matt, over to you, my friend. Any other business? I have. I've actually got two bits. I've prepared. I've prepared. First, first one. First one, Ross. If, if you, you'll indulge me, it's, it's a bit of a personal one. My uh, my friend's son, who who will be watching this back when it when it goes out, um, and I'll be sitting with for the for the Rotherham game. Um, Ollie, he he, uh, he he loves the fact that I'm always on game day. He can't understand how how I get on. So um, I did promise his dad that I'd give him a shout out. So hi, Ollie, and I'll see you on Saturday, mate. So that, that's that's the first one out way out of the way and done. And the second one was just really a bit of a plug. Obviously, ITFC women will be, having had a sort of an extended break over Christmas and New Year, will be back in action on the 15th, um, Portsmouth away. Um, they've got sort of a run of away games before there's a home league fixture, although they should have a home league cup tie in the fourth round, the FA Cup, at the end of the month against either Lewis or London Bees, isn't it? It's yes. Lewis or London Bees. Um, but um, you, uh, ITFC uh, Women's Official Supporters Club have arranged a minibus for the Portsmouth away game on the 15th. And they put a message out if people are interested in taking a seat on the minibus to get in touch with them. So if you uh, look at ITFC um, Women's Official Supporters Group on Facebook or look up ITFC WOSC on uh, Twitter or Instagram, you can find out more information there. So if people are thinking about going to the Portsmouth game and want to uh, get in on the transport that's been organised by the Supports Club, uh, look it up and get in touch with them. Good job, my friend. Good job. Always good to plug the women's team. Of course, uh, Tractor Girls Talk will be back at some point. Of course, it will likely be after the Portsmouth game with myself and Blue Wilson and a special guest. As always, um, yeah, the women's team, they, they know how to do a cut run, don't they? FA Cup has been there. Their, their baby in, in recent years, having good cut runs. But uh, that, yeah, that showing... quarterfinal, well, actually, not, not even the quarterfinal, the fifth round against Southampton, that was something else. Winning that and getting to the quarterfinals uh, and that, that penalty shootout. And you, you had all the drama there. That, that was proper FA Cup. All the drama at a tie. We go ahead in extra time. Um, Southampton keeper comes up for a corner, last kick of the game, equalises, takes it to penalties. Sarah Quantrill saves two penalties. You know, we go through um, and absolutely raw. I don't think Mrs. Emma's forgiven me for pretty much deafening her when the winning penalty went yeah. in. Um, yeah, and that, that was some time ago. So, yeah, hopefully another that'll be another good run um, for the women in the FA Cup again this season. Hopefully we can sort of equal, at least equal, the run that we had last season. Definitely, mate. And, yeah, if you haven't gone to a women's game before... Um... Myself, Mr. Matt Macon, we always go week in, week out. It's it's a great fun. And, you know, if you want to sort of start something new in this new year, go and take a game in. It's always good to see many new fans and faces. And just like game day, just like this podcast, always wanting to get new voices, new people involved. So if you want to get involved in the podcast and see and chat about town on game day, get in contact with me at Ross UK on Twitter and all the other socials. It's always good. Just be like Peachy and Matt Macon, chatting all things town, the club that you love. Uh, well, boys, thanks so much for joining me. Some great chat. Good hour chat on all things town. Matto Luongo signing for the club. Links to Broadhead and Hurst. The strike making its return. Well done, Matt Macon, winning it. And um, we'll be back, of course, for many more features, podcasts, and all that sort of stuff. Hope you, you do enjoy the game. Of course, got to plug our sponsors. Literally forgot about that. Manscaped, use the code KOA to get 20% off and free delivery to um, shave your crown jewels and all that sort of stuff. And, of course, Ginger Pickle. Good old Tony Southgate. Um, the goats are marketing. If you need your marketing needs, go to Ginger Pickle. Um, they'll help you with that. Um, we'll be back, of course, next week for more podcasts. The main pod, the fan social. Enjoy the game if you're going. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>